When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's good? My name is Chris Dallas. It's Trapping Anonymous. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you, everybody that's been subscribing and keeping us viral, keeping us moving. Um, it's just been an outpouring of love, and I just really appreciate it just from like the most sincere uh, place. Um, please, you know, uh, Leave us a comment, share our podcast, and you know, just rate us. Check out, check us out on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, you know, I just, I feel like I owe everything that I do to the people that um, digest and ingest uh, our material, and just, I just want to take this to the next level. And I think 100% is part of that step, that stepping stone to that next level. So, um, it's not anonymous, not not this time around. Um, we have. 100% um, do remember that the stories you hear, they do reflect real life, and they are here to keep you up the streets, educate. Um, this is 100%. My name is Chris Dales. Let's get it. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? The reverse BBL. I wouldn't say mine was a reverse BBL. What would you call it? I actually had removal. So usually, like, reverse BBL, they just, like lift things up. I had 20 pounds of silicone removed from my body. Silicone? Yes. So when I think about the BBLs, I think, I thought these were just like fat transfers and, you know, things of that nature. How did you, you signed up for silicone? Silicone, yes. Why? Um, so I went to a doctor here in New York and he said I was too skinny and I had no fat to remove from my body to put in my butt. And, uh, BBLs weren't a thing when I was like, when I got mine done. I got mine done when it was just like, it was really, really quiet. And majority of the people did silicone back then. That's the, that's the thing, because I, I've always heard about ass shots. Mm -hmm. Before the BBL thing was a term, it was just, oh, she got ass shots. The yep. girl got ass shots. So when the BBL thing happened, it was like, okay, this was like a safer way to get a big butt. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with a BBL being the safer way? It is safer than silicones, yeah. Would you, do you think it's safe in general? No. Why not? No, that's one of the um, that's one of the most unsafe surgeries to have. BBL. Yes. Why? If they inject your uh, the fat into a vein, they could kill you. Same thing with silicone too. If you got, had the silicone injected into a clear. vein, yeah. But um, yeah, it's a re it's really dangerous. Okay, so you're too skinny. How much do you weigh at the time? Um, I was probably 125. I've never weighed over 135, like outside of having the silicone or being pregnant. And you go to the doctor, you say, hey, I need a bigger ass. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, number You're one, what moves you to that place? 
Um, was there an instance that happened or did you just grow up with no, it? No, so since I was a little girl, I knew I wanted plastic surgery. Um, I went through puberty pretty late because I had a kid really early. I had my son when I was 16. Um, my mom's skinny, my dad's skinny. My sisters are not skinny, but like everyone in my family. Right. So yeah, I got the skinny gene. And um, I was like, when I was younger, I knew I was gonna get breast implants. I was like, I'm gonna get breast implants. And then my boobs grew really big and I had no butt. And I was like, to balance it out, I should get a butt. Where do you go? Um, I went to a lady in Queens. A lady in Queens, so not a doctor, this is not? Mm-mm. I think those were big too back, 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 back in the day. Yeah, everyone knew this lady in Queens. You could go to any club, you could go to, even the doctors knew her, and that's who told me about her. Was she a doctor? No, so she was a nurse. She would even wear scrubs and um, she would have a lady pick everyone up if you did take the train down. Um, and the lady would come in her like scrubs and you would see her like nurse's badge and you could see where she worked and everything. She was really a nurse? Yeah. I remember uh, Cardi The B. other lady wasn't a nurse, but the one that picked us up was definitely a nurse. I, rem I remember Cardi B used to talk about uh, getting like ass shots in like a basement in the Bronx or something like that. Mm -hmm. Would you say like this was sort of similar to- It was a basement in Queens. Were you afraid? Like what? So yeah, I was, but I wanted a butt. How much was it? Um, so it all depends. I don't remember. I was looking for emails, but I don't remember exactly. But you paid per like tube. Mm. Yeah, and I would pay like a thousand dollars every time I went. How many times did you go? Oh my goodness, a few, um, probably over four times, four to six times. So you could have just taken like one tube and just been like sort of okay with that. No, one tube was not going to give you what you wanted at first. So um, what people, what I wasn't told was that it doesn't stop growing. The silicone is like little tiny beads. And once they get wet, they just keep growing and growing and growing. So when I first went and got it done, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Like it's completely flat. I'm going to go back and do it again. And so, yeah, I went back a few times. And when you say growing and growing and growing, does this happen with the BBLs as well? Um, I've seen some people say with the BBLs that their butt didn't stop growing. And um, when they got pregnant, it just blew up. So with the silicone, you're saying your butt did not stop growing. How, mm -hmm. what, how big were you and how big did you get? So before I got my butt done, I was like a size three. And then I went to a size 12. And then now I'm a size seven to nine. Because you had some removed? Yeah. And you said you removed 20 pounds? Yeah, over 20 pounds. I remember when I woke up the first surgery, he told me that he removed 10 pounds. The second surgery, he said about 10 pounds, and there was a third surgery. The second surgery, I have a picture I think I sent to you. Um, and you could still see that there's still a lot there. At what point did you start getting concerned after your surgery? Um, I read the book Shot Girls, and that's when I got concerned. There's a book called Shot Girls. I forget the lady's name, but she blocked me because I asked a question. But um, yeah, that's when I got concerned. What about Shot Girls? Sort of? How they said there was some, I want to say it was a gospel singer, the girl said. Her silicone moves from her like butt down to her ankles and she could pick it up from her ankles. Oh my and God. And push it back in place. 
So that was like <laughs> everybody's face. So that was like my fear. And you was like, I don't want to be the girl with the butt ankles. Yeah. That could move it. Yeah. So he's like, I'm taking this out. So it wasn't because like you looked in the mirror and say, I'm too big. It oh was no, that too. That was like, well, at first it wasn't like I was too big. Like probably six, seven months after I got it done, I was like, yeah, I'm taking it out and I need to find out how to take it out. Um, and then it just was growing and growing. And I was like, yeah, it definitely needs to come out. I think that's like a cause of concern too. Like the women that get the BBLs, it's like when you get off that surgery table, you are like cut in the perfect ways. But like, I'm sure that there's like diets that you have to mm -hmm. uphold. There's things that you have to do because after a certain time, your body keeps growing, your body's gonna keep growing and the butt will grow with it. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes girls that get BBLs, the fat goes away, it doesn't stick. So they have to go for more and more to make, try to make the fat stick. So you just never really know? No. How do you feel about this culture that it's, it's happening? It's, hap it's, among, it's among us. So it's like crazy because I am pro do whatever you want to your body. But um, one of the major reasons why I reversed my plastic surgery is because I have a daughter. And I don't want her to think that she has to change herself to be beautiful. Mm. What was the best part about going from no booty to the fattest ass? Um, so this is going to show my age. When I wanted my butt done, um, apple bottom jeans and baby fat jeans were like in style. And I couldn't shop for them. I was like an Abercrombie and Fitch, American Eagle girl because I had no butt. So... Um, I was excited to go buy some apple bottom jeans and how it looked on my body. <laughs> <laughs> and my butt, because when I would put them on, like it was always saggy in the butt part. And so then I was just like, ah, oh, I have to go spend $70 on jeans versus apple bottom jeans were what, like $25 at Marshall's. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I couldn't wear anything. Everything that I had to wear was like made for girls with no butt and no hips. How did the attention change, if it did? Um, I don't think it actually changed that much. I think, um, if you saw me from the front, before my hips spread out, you couldn't tell that I had a butt. If I was sitting down, you had no idea that I had a butt until I stood up and you could see me from behind. Um, there was that and I covered up mostly. Like my butt was always covered up. You go through all that, you spend that money and you spend most of your time covering it up. Because it wasn't for anyone but me. Mm. I like that. A lot of people do it for other people or guys think, oh, we're doing it for guys. I think that guys are always going to think I'm cute. When a girl tells you that you're attractive, that's when a female knows that she's really attractive. But I didn't do it for anyone but me. I had to look in the mirror. I'm the one who had to see my body naked most of the time. It was for me. And it wasn't like your daughter came to you and said, mommy, I want to get my body done. And it's no. like, you just thought, ahead like I'm not gonna allow this to yeah be something that she thinks is okay mm -hmm. what do you think the best part about plastic surgery well for you what was the best part about it I it was just fitting in clothes in my shape I loved my hips that I had and I never had hips before but like how lingerie would look on me I loved the way that looked. Um, yeah, how my clothes fit was like the best part.
Talk to me about how your outfits change. Because there's like this thing that it's like you, I think they was like online calling like the BBL bandits. And it's like the women that all they wear is like spandex or leotards or like sweats. Like, it's like you can't wear anything else. Is that the case or like? So I couldn't fit anything. I had a really tiny waist and huge hips and then a huge butt and little tiny legs. So if I had to um, get, get things over my butt, I would have to get really big jeans to go over my butt or something that stretches, but then it would be baggy in the leg part and it would just fit my butt and baggy around the waist. So then I would have to get the waist taken in, but it would, I would need help putting my jeans on. Leggings were so much more comfortable, so much easier to move in. Um, dresses, I used to wear really long dresses with long cardigans a lot. Yeah, I used to think that it was like sort of like the style of of women with BBLs, but it's like that's kind of like all they could wear mm -hmm. comfortably. Yep. What's your family think about, you know? Um, so I mean, one day they see you, the skinny girl, they probably make fun of you with the flat butt or whatever, mm -hmm. and then the next time. <laughs> so my sisters, they both have butts. My mother had has no butt. Um, my sisters were shocked. I think a lot of people that knew me knew that I was going to get plastic surgery. I talked about it for a while before I got it done. Um, my daughter didn't remember me, didn't remember my body before mm. I got it done. So it was a little shocking to her to see me skinny again. Mm. What do you tell that young girl that is too skinny for the fat transfer and is like, Wait, you know if it's something that you really want to do, um, I think if I waited a little bit longer, I probably would have had the body that I wanted. My butt wouldn't have been as big, but I, I would have had a butt. I started gaining a little bit of weight. The, not, the silicone did help me gain weight. It attracted weight there, but, um, but yeah, I would wait. So this is not like any negligence by the doctor. They didn't like mess up or inject no. it in the wrong place. Or, no. This is just the result of getting silicone yeah who were the who were the examples of this back then i feel like there were a couple of like models that were that were getting oh my goodness i don't want to say any names because the people that i feel like had it they deny it what's with that i i noticed that too like sometimes a woman would be like oh no I, i've never had any surgery I just think it was like the stigma back then. Now everyone just talks about having plastic surgery. But back then it was just like, you don't talk about it. Especially because people feel like black women are the blueprint for black plastic surgery. So why are we getting plastic surgery? Do you want more surgery? Yeah, I need reconstruction. So I will have to get reconstruction. And what will that entail? Um, I have a scar from hip to hip. Some people have a scar down their butt or under their cheeks. Right. My doctor actually cut mine out. There's people who don't, who think that their doctors are cutting theirs out. So you should really research your doctor. So um, my doctor cut across my back and he like lifted it up, cut it and le kept lifting it up. So I have a scar from hip to hip that um, I want lowered. In the back. Yeah. yeah, so I need it lowered. Um, I did have dog ears, which is like extra skin, how I was uh, closed. And he left the dog ears for, um, to help with my, the last surgery that I had with him. Hmm. And so now they're gone, but my scar, I need lowered. How do you lower someone's scar? I have no idea, but 
that's the doctor's job. When we were talking, I remember one time you told me, like, your butt crack got too big. I feel like it's too high. So because my butt was so big when they made it, when he kept, like, making it smaller, there's, like, an indent in my back where my butt crack was created from the silicone. So I feel like it's too high. It's, it's, it's probably an inch too high. Someone else who saw it was like, it's perfectly fine, but it's not. Is plastic surgery one of those things, like a tattoo? I feel like when people say, you know, you get one tattoo, you got to get another one. Like, I don't, I don't know anybody with one tattoo. You know what I mean? Is plastic surgery sort of like, sort of like this thing that you, you feel like you always have to? I don't think I'll always have to do it. Um, I don't want to go through that pain again. Um, I think after my reconstruction, it, that'll be it for me. Describe the pain, the process. Um, well, there's like some numbing. I'm still kind of numb on my scar. Still? Mm hmm Because my nerves were cut in half. So there's like damage, the nerves have to come back. So, um, yeah, the pain, they gave me dilaudid for the pain. So that's how you know it was really bad. But dilaudid was way too strong for me. Um, it was bad. I had to lay on my stomach 20 hours a day, couldn't roll over to my back, could only be up for four hours so that my um, scar stayed closed. And I had a, what is that called? A vacuum thingy on my back that like, what did it do? I forget what it's called, but it helps heal it quicker. Mm. And so like if you moved, like that thing could pull off and it would hurt. Um, I'd rather have a kid and go through that. And I had two kids naturally, so I'd rather have a kid than go through the pain from the surgery. Wow. That's a big statement. Mm -hmm. How did you use the bathroom? How do you, your legs, you have to walk, the functionality. So I was in the hospital for a week. My doctor does three surgeries, two to three surgeries, depending on how big you are. Most people need it too. I needed three surgeries. Um, I have a video I think I sent to you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to the bathroom for like a whole week while I was in the hospital. The last day I was there, I had to go to the bathroom and um, a nurse had to help me go to the bathroom. And I had to use a commode because I couldn't make it all the way to the toilet. But yeah, I did have help. I had a walker at my house to help me because um, my bathroom was across from my uh, bedroom. And yeah. Was that process sort of humiliating for you or were you just oh. like... When the nurse had to wipe my butt, that was humiliating. Like when they had to clean me and I couldn't do it myself, that was definitely humiliating. Cause I'm like so independent. Right. It was just like really weird to me. How how do you how do you you know I don't know I'm sure you had to go to work, take care of your kids. I didn't like, have to go to work. People think you are like you know what I, mean? I always wondered that when, when women are healing from these surgeries. What about all the other things, responsibilities that you have in life? Well, I got to work from home. So I'm a car saleswoman. I got to work from home. Okay. Um, so that helped me out a lot. Once I was able to go back to work, I took it really easy at work. But I had Abby who uh, helped me out while I was on bed rest. Wow. Um, I had to go back and forth to the doctors since I couldn't sit up. I couldn't take like a train. I hate driving. So um, Abby would drive and I would lay on my stomach. My doctor mm -hmm. is located in Manhattan and I'm in upstate. So... I was not driving down. How much, how much more surgeries do you think you got in you? I think two. 
Because I feel like after the reconstruction, a lot of girls say that they're, they don't like their body still. So then they wait a little bit and see. Um, I'm taking my time because I'm in a bunch of uh, chats where girls have had horrible um, surgeries with doctors and their results are horrible. Their healing is horrible. I stayed in the United States. I didn't go out of the country for my surgery. Well, I know DRs, Columbia, these are like the hot spots for women that want to get their bodies done. Why is it important that you go in the States and you don't take that route? Well, first I would say people say that Columbia is like the best place to go to have removal, but, um, and it probably is, but they are also the place that was doing the silicone shots. Um, there's two girls that have gotten silicone injections from doctors. And Did they uh, think they were getting BBLs? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, one girl is, well, both are my WhatsApp groups that I'm a part of, um, and they talk about it. But yeah, Columbia, girls were getting silicone injections. So of course they could remove them really, really good. Um, but for me, staying here in America was the best healthcare is here. So if something went wrong, I'm right here in the best hands. And something did go wrong, so I was happy that I was where I was at. Yeah, I think about sort of how common it would be for something to go wrong in mm -hmm. this sort of instance. I, I would think the something could go wrong rate would be extremely high. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're like out of the country, I hear they can't use any anesthesias or something like that because of different laws and you know things like that. So it has to be like certain kind of numbings and, and this, mm -hmm. that. But if I can't speak the language, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like... Well, there's a market for that. There's people who are bilingual and they go to other countries with girls and they, they're the translators. They make a lot of money. This one guy charges like $6,000 a girl. And he goes and accompany, accompanies you and just makes sure that everything goes exactly. Mm -hmm. He finds the doctors for you. He talks to them for you. He uh, gets the houses for you, everything. Nurses, everything. And what's the name of that sort of uh, job? If someone is looking- I have no idea. Well, you don't know, no. but you know they exist. Yeah. Wow. If you're in a WhatsApp group, the girls all share who they work with. How do you find these uh, WhatsApp uh, groups? Commenting on people's um, Instagram posts. And they'll just? They'll be like, hey, join this group. And then they add me. Uh, what's something that you would tell a, a woman that wants to get this sort of reconstructive surgery and she's just like, I don't know where to start. You know, I'm just overwhelmed. You know, how can you sort of guide her? And um. For me, I tell everyone, Dr. Tanzer Mir in Manhattan, he only accepts insurance. Someone said that he charged them cash. I asked him to pay cash because I really, really wanted the surgery. He said he only accepts insurance. Um, I suggest going to your doctor, talking to your primary care physician, so that it's documented that you have these issues. So if you do go through insurance, your insurance isn't like, well, you've never talked about this before. You've been to the doctor this many times. Don't be scared to tell your doctor. That was my issue. I was a I was scared to tell her because I was like, she doesn't know what this is. But she looked it up and my chiropractor also. They were both my references for my health insurance so that I could get the surgery. Wow. That, I mean, in my mind, I would think like 
is there ever an instance where the reconstructive surgery happens and you get to that place of eureka ah here we are this is the perfect body do you ever get that perfect body you know? i think after i get the reconstruction i think my body is going to be perfect and if it's not, then one more surgery and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Somebody's going to make me look good. Somebody. Yeah. Did you ever have that perfect body? Um, was so there a point in your... I look at pictures from when I was younger. It's always in And retrospect. I'm like, damn, I was kind of cute. Right. What was I thinking? Right. But yeah, uh, I was skinny. I was skinny as fuck. Um, but yeah. There was there was a little time where I was, it was like, a glimpse. Yeah, but it wasn't after you got the surgery. No. Damn. Mm-mm. You never you never you never quite got there. I, I feel like when you go through so much, I, I can I can probably think about surgery being traumatic for you. Like mm-hmm. just even laying there and. Oh, do you want to hear how she did it? Yeah. That's the crazy part. Okay, so first she numbs she numbed our butts. Um, with like, I don't know, it could have been Ambisol for I know. Um, some kind of numbing cream we laid there. With we? Our... There's more people there? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. She had like people lined up. Like, yeah, people sat out in taxis waiting. There was a lot of people. And how long does this process take? Um, depending on how much you're getting. It could be an hour to two hours. And you walk home? You just go home, yeah. But you, um, you don't just like go home. Okay, this is so crazy. take me back. So take me back. She numbs, she numbs the butt. So you lay on the table, she numbs you. You should wear a thong. I'm not giving pointers. And um, she asks that people wear a thong, don't come with like no panties on. Um, and after she numbed you, she wiped off the cream and took out a tube. Her assistant would just fill up these tubes with clear liquid and they inject you. And another assistant is putting crazy glue. Mm-hmm. Crazy glue on the holes and uh, tissue or cotton balls, and just like that's how they close you up. You were closed up with crazy glue and cotton balls, and then they would put like tape or something over it sometimes, and uh, just pull up your pants and you go. Some people sit on it right away. They tell you not to sit on it right away, not to take a hot bath right away, um, and lots and lots of massaging. You, you you weren't laying there like, motherfucker, is that crazy? Like, oh yeah, when when I started to smell it, so first I'm, I asked a bunch of questions like, what do you use? She showed me the stuff, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, this is like hospital glue, and it looks like, oh, okay. this bitch might know what she's talking about. And um, the girl, she has her badge and RN and everything, and it has a hospital that you it's know. A part of the. So you're just like, yeah. Um, then you start smelling the crazy glue, and you're like, am I bugging? Am I, about to smack, <laughs> am I about to smack the shit out of this bitch? Oh, like, shit. and I'm look. I had a friend with me, mm. so I'm looking at her like, is this crazy glue? And this bitch is a nurse too. So why don't you tell me that this does not smell like hospital glue, bitch? Hello. I sell phones. I don't know what it's supposed to smell like. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this smells like when I'm fixing the phones, and uh, yeah. So, so this person doesn't get like sued. They don't lose their license. They're just operating, and this is just. So oh, no. she ended up killing someone. Wait, what? Yeah, she killed someone the, and went on the run to the UK. Um, the same lady that you met that operated on you? Mm-hmm. Okay. She killed someone in the basement where I went to. So I've gone to like three different places for her. There was like a spa, a home, a rooming house, 
and I didn't realize it was a rooming house because rooming houses to me upstate completely different than down here. It was just like a regular house down here. Rooming houses upstate, they all have a weird smell and how it is you could tell it's a rooming house. Mm -hmm. So all of us there thought that this was her house. And then, um, so we met her there. Then we met her again in another apartment in Queens. And that apartment in Queens is where she killed the young lady. Wow, how? Um, she injected it into a vein and the young lady was there with her mother. I think they drove from like Baltimore or Philly. I'm confused. I forget which one, um, where she came from. But um, the lady left the house. If I say her name, like you could Google it, but are you going to block it out? No, you don't have to say it if you don't okay. want to. Um, well, the lady who did my surgery, who did the injections, her name is But she went on the run to the UK. And then America made an agreement for her to come back and only do a year in prison, one year in prison. Because someone volunteered to do it because you signed That was the agreement. And I, the judge was like, she should do way more time. But she didn't. Nah. This lady had to be loaded though. I could imagine. A oh, car? I could have, I could I don't think she had a car. That's the, I don't know if she had a car. She had a big ass though. Her ass was crazy. You could tell she had injections too. And she was like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you the product. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna just, yeah. <laughs> and she was so short. So and seeing this big butt when she came down the steps, I was like, holy shit. But she had thighs and legs to match. I didn't. Mm. Mm -hmm. I also can't think about how do you inject silicone into the wrong vein. The girl's there with her mom. She dies. And what? You say, okay, got to go. Take she just bottle. leaves. She just left. Mm -hmm. uh, hello, miss. She's not getting up. Yeah. I think the mom drove her to the hospital, I'm not sure, but the injector just left. There was a young lady who got shots, I wanna say like two years ago, because that's when I started sharing my stories. It was about two years ago when I had my removal done. Um, the young lady reached out to me and she had just gotten shots probably like two weeks before she reached out to me. They already moved to her arm so she can move it around in her arm. She said it migrated up her body and into her arm. I think it's like, look at those, like, my eyes and shit. Yeah, that would be crazy. Can you imagine that? I'd go blind? So there's a lot of complications that um, could happen from the silicone. Some people do go blind. So there's something called Asia, which I don't remember what it stands for exactly, but it's an autoimmune disease that people get when they have foreign objects in their body. Um, it was discovered, I want to say, probably in 99 or maybe 93. I could be wrong about the numbers or the year. Um, but it can cause you to be tired, um, pain in your legs. It can cause breathing issues. And it's all from the silicone. Um, what else did I have? Breathing issues. I couldn't walk up a hill like it was horrible, like walking up hills and walking up steps. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a, a ton of stuff. The pain was one of the major things and the wow. pulling. I could feel it pulling to my hips. Like when I would walk, I, I could feel the silicone m moving around, just like my body pulling it and it just growing and growing. Well, they said you wanted a big butt. Mm -hmm. You just don't get to determine how big it gets. Yeah. What types of insurance do you need for these things? I know a lot of women are curious about, you know, the insurances and things like that. 
So there's about, I think, three to four doctors here in New York that accept insurance. Um, I had MVP healthcare. They did ask for a second opinion. So I had my doctor give the second opinion. My primary care physician always have one of those. And a chiropractor um, gave his opinion. They wrote a letter to my insurance. My insurance, I guess, had other people look at it and they approved me. The second time I didn't need um, a doctor's recommendation. What they did was a peer-to-peer. So my doctor's office called my insurance company and they had a conversation about the second surgery that I needed because I had a seroma in my back and a seroma is like a sack of fluid and mine is pretty big. And because it's so big, my doctor could only cut half of it and he couldn't cut the rest out. So um, that's why I need another reconstruction is to remove the other seroma because if he removed all of it, I would have um, probably had another seroma and seromas can't be controlled. It's not the doctor's fault. It's not my fault. It's just something that your body does. Wow. Um, you were talking to me earlier about like how to get cut and the best ways to get cut and the recommendations. Like, mm -hmm. Talk to me about, I know you explained to us the way you were cut, but what do you feel like is the best ways to get cut and so things that women should be asking for? To hide it, um, I honestly think down the butt crack and under the butt cheeks, but down the butt crack is really dangerous because you are playing with like you're going poo and if you wipe the wrong way it could get into your scar and feces and stuff a lot of celebrities do it that way because they don't want the scar across their back um so they go down the butt crack or they go under the butt cheeks my i suggest mris after you have removal because there's a lot of doctors not doing removals. They're just lifting up your butt and, and cutting off some of it, but they're not actually removing the silicone from your butt. And a lot of people are left with silicone. Or, um, and if you do reconstruction, ask the doctor how they do it. If they use flaps and if they clean your flaps um, and if they use, um, or if they use, what are those? Implants. Some people have to do implants. There's some doctors who won't touch shot girls. I call us shot girls. There's mm -hmm. doctors who won't touch us. Um, one, I think it's because they're lazy, but like the clinics won't touch a shot girl. And it's because they want, their clinics are like farms. They just like get people in and out. So they won't, they don't want to do like the extensive work, so much work that would need to be done. Talk to me about the drainage, the drains that you need. I had four drains in my body for over a month. Some people, they get them out right away, but because I had a seroma, I had to keep draining them. Um, it's this fluid that builds up in your back from surgery. So when you're cut open, the cut produces like fluid. So I would have to drain that um, two to three times a day and measure it and keep track of it. Is this only for silicone injection? No, some people have it if they have like a, their boobs done. Some people have the drains in their boobs or tummy tucks, they have that. Um, it's like a bag? Yeah, it's like, I'll send you pictures so that you could show it, but um, it's like, two little yeah. squeeze, squeeze things, I don't know, but you squeeze it and then the thing, how it's done in your back, it just produces a suction. Mine were in my hips. Some people have the drains under their butt or right in their backs, but um, my doctor does the hips. They don't show you these, these um, pictures when they post like Instagrams and no. twerk videos. And mm -mm. You don't get to see this part. I wish I could twerk. I would have made a whole bunch of twerk videos because my ass was like, it was big. And as long as you didn't see my thighs, you would have been like, oh, she got a nice little booty, big booty. I called my butt uh, Little Debbie. It's still Little Debbie. It's just she's on a diet. 
on a diet. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about the aftermath. Of surgery. The removal. Oh, the removal. Sorry. Yeah. So it's really emotional. I was like back and forth. Like I was, I miss the fuck out of my body. I was like, I wish I didn't do it. Um, I went to cardiac arrest about three times in the hospital. Ooh. One time during surgery. Um, I had a ton of blood transfusions. Mm. The first time I got up to walk, I was like so excited to get up and walk after my first surgery. And I remember the lady telling me to like sit on the edge of the bed and then use the walker to as like my to get up. And as soon as I did that, I said, I'm not going to do it. And I sat back down and I passed out. Mm. Um, I remember them coming in, like pushing on my chest. Mm -mm. And then um, that was the first time. Second day I had surgery, I woke up, my doctor was like, I had a seizure during surgery and he had to give me blood transfusions during that surgery. Then the third time, I didn't try to get up and walk after the second time. My third surgery, to go home, I had to get up and walk. And I got up and walk. I sent you this video. I got up and walk and I'm walking with the nurse, my friend is recording me. And I was trying to meet another young lady who had the surgery like I did. And uh, she was back there for her reconstruction. And um, I'm walking to her room and I'm like, I'm almost there. I just need to get there. And I'll never forget her room was 224 and I just wanted to get to room 224. I'm at room 220 and I'm like, I can't do it. And mm -hmm. I was like, we have to go back around. We turn around, go to the nurse's station. And the only thing I remember this guy, I remember his smell. Um, he is putting me on the bed and they're like pushing on my chest again because I went to, I passed out again. But yeah, then they sent me home like two days after that. But um, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. Like I had my ups and downs with it. Some days I want my butt back. Sometimes I'm happy I, I did, um, had the surgery. I really, really miss my hips a lot. I mean, not enough to go into cardiac arrest. No, and that's one reason why I've waited so long to have another surgery. I just had a surgery January of this year, which is 2022. Yeah. And uh, most people, they'll have surgeries six months. I want to make sure I'm making the right decision. I want to choose the right doctor. I want to uh, make sure that my body's healthy before I go and have surgery. This is Trapper Anonymous. Welcome to 100%. Let's get it.